G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. Well, on a Monday, we like to update the week's political agenda with the Australian Christian Lobby. Our absolute privilege once again today to welcome Joshua Rowe. Joshua is ACL State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Hey, Joshua, welcome back to 2020. Thanks for having me on, Neil. It's great to be here again with you guys. Big stuff happening in New South Wales. Uh, let me just ask you about the event that happened on the weekend, uh, the Never Again Is Now rally that happened on the streets of Sydney. Uh, former Prime Minister Scott Morrison was there. It was a Christian-organised event, as far as I'm aware of the details. But uh, Christians who are just standing alongside uh, Jewish brothers and sisters who are feeling real fear with the rising anti-Semitism. Uh, have you got a, a, a thought or two around that rally? Yeah, so it was a Christian event, uh, standing in so- solidarity with the Jewish people, and we had our CEO, Michelle Pierce go along and speak at that event. I think to the greatest commandment in the Word of God, um, to love your Lord God with all your heart and the other is like it, to love your neighbour as yourself. And we have a responsibility, Neil, as Christians uh, to stand with those who can't stand for themselves or who are facing injustice, who are facing persecution, and to make their voices known and to stand with them when they're facing these kind of ridicule and accusations. And so that is what the Australian Christian Lobby is doing for the Jewish community and with the Jewish community when we go and speak an event like Never Again Is Now. We're raising awareness and raising our concern to say this is not okay. Anti-Semitism in Australia is not okay. And so many times in recent history, uh, the Jewish people are finding that their only friends are often the Christians and coming from all different elements and dimensions of the Christian church, but Christians standing in solidarity with the Jewish people. Uh, that was happening over the weekend and a significant rally in Sydney. Hey, let's talk about some of the big things that are happening. And, so, you know, I mentioned uh, you're looking after not only New South Wales, but also those developments in the ACT. Let's talk uh, through issues around the ACT inquiry into voluntary assisted dying, uh, the voluntary assisted dying bill 2023. What's the latest on that, Joshua? Yeah, so the voluntary assisted dying bill is currently at the committee or the public committee stage. Now, we, uh, as the Australian Christian Lobby, got the opportunity to make a representation a few weeks ago on Monday uh, to the Legislative Assembly regarding our concerns, as well as a number of other stakeholders across the Territory got an opportunity to make that representation. Uh, And that consultation comes to a close uh, now, and then the report is tabled and submitted within the Legislative Assembly on the 29th of February. So when we say voluntary assisted dying, we're talking about euthanasia. It's already the law in so many states and territories around the nation. Um, Just give us some insight here because ACL is completely opposed 
to assist to assisted suicide legislation. Um, give us an, an insight here. Just how important is this to you and to uh, all of those with the Australian Christian lobby? I believe it's very important. I mean, God uh, gives us life uh, from conception right through to natural death, uh, and it's his to give life and to take it away. And so as Christians, we believe strongly and deeply in the sanctity of life. Uh, and so ACL, uh, when we are consulted on this issue, do we stand strongly uh, against assisted suicide. We do not believe it's right to cross uh, that threshold and that barrier of uh, thou shalt not kill, which we read in Exodus 20. Uh, and so whenever we're consulted on this, we will make it very clear on the record uh, that we stand against any voluntary assisted dying laws around the nation. Uh, but then as we move into consultation, we also uh, talk about the issues such as conscientious objection and the need for good funded palliative care as well. Interesting thing with palliative care funding, because uh, as I understand it, the New South Wales government last year reallocated money that was set aside for palliative care funding, which is alleviating that pain when you are nearing the end of life, and uh, move that towards implementation of these euthanasia laws. Uh, That's something I imagine that a lot of people you talk to must be concerned about. Correct, yes. So towards the end of last year, uh, voluntary assisted dying in November was uh, implemented within New South Wales. And as you say, at the same time, $150 million of the funding that had been promised by the Labor government towards palliative care was reallocated. Now, that's a great concern because um, it comes down, sadly, to brutal economics. Voluntary assisted dying is a far cheaper way uh, to go about care at the end of life, or I shouldn't say care, it's not care, but uh, medical a medical practice at the end of life, whereas palliative care actually seeks to give people a dignified end of life without pain where they can be with their family. And so often we're seeing governments moving money away uh, from palliative care towards this implementation. And I was very explicit at the public inquiry recently here in the ACT saying, we don't want to see the territory government do the same and take more money away from an already under-resourced form of care, palliative care, uh, that gives people... Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to some issues in New South Wales. The Equality Bill. What's happening now uh, to the Equality Bill? Because uh, there was a vote that was planned, wasn't there, coming up on the 14th of March. But what's what's happened with that now? So, as of last year, there was a motion passed very late in the last sitting day of the year uh, to bring the debate on on the 8th of February, in fact, Neil. Now, that recently got pushed back to the 14th. And the reason that was pushed back was because there's been a lot of pressure from the community and a lot of concern regarding the bill. Now, we've gone through a number of the concerning provisions in the past, and I'd like to highlight those again today. Uh, But what we're seeing is that the community is reacting. They're seeing just how... uh, detrimental and threatening this legislation is to the average uh, New South New South Welshman in our community, uh, and they're pushing back against it. And so uh, Alex Granich has actually had to suspend the debate on that bill to the 14th to give him more time to justify the legislation. Uh, so it will be coming on on the 14th, and we'll see a debate and a vote on that day at the next sitting week. So if a debate and a vote happens on that day, uh, that might be very worrying because there's lots of issues, aren't there, in this bill? Lots of dimensions to it. 
There are, yes. So a number of those dimensions are, for example, uh, sex self-ID, which would allow an over 16-year-old to self-designate their sex uh, by their own feeling without any uh, medical uh, procedure or without any uh, check first. And so that's concerning for women's spaces. What we see then is that a male who identifies as a female can then access women's spaces, which uh, threatens the safety of those spaces, women's dignity within those spaces. There's also provisions uh, that remove parental consent being necessary for children to access certain medical procedures as well. Now, a concern that we have with that is that you end up seeing a wedge driven between parents and children because a child can actually uh, choose to transition, uh, to go through transitionary therapy uh, related to their gender without their parents' consent. And the, the parent can actually be kept out of that whole process. So parents' rights being lost, this whole sex self-ID thing, change your mind uh, once a week or once a year or however that might happen, and uh, changing uh, your birth certificate, basically. The big thing, of course, that people are often very concerned about is really this battle line, a front-line battle line with Christian schools and uh, institutions that are going to be potentially limited in their capacity to be able to uh, employment uh, provisions for people who will have the, the the right sort of faith ethos that will be aligned mm. with the school. Those sorts of things, they just uh, they they are earthquake things too, aren't they? Things like that are very big issues. Correct, correct, Neil. And this uh, equality bill seeks to make an amendment to the Anti Discrimination Act which would have an implication on Christian schools. We live in a democratic society where there is meant to be a separation of church and state. And so there's uh, uh, provisions so that there's freedom for churches and for people of faith to uh, operate and to maintain their religious character without impingement from the state. But what we're seeing in these laws is legislation to force certain uh, schools to actually employ people who don't live out a Christian character, namely in relation to marriage so uh, and also people who are undergoing transition surgeries, uh, you would have schools being forced to employ those people and not able to discriminate against them on the basis of their faith and their character and belief. Uh, these are serious things and you are calling on listeners today to take action now uh, i think you've got a number of things that listeners could do uh, what what would be the the thing that you would encourage listeners to do to take action especially those new south wales listeners well firstly i'd encourage them to go to our website www.acl.org.au there's a button there that is says take action you can toggle onto that button and then through to reject Greenwich's equality bill now what we've done there is provided a number of templates for supporters and for listeners to actually be able to uh, email their local state MP you can insert your details in your postcode and it will show you uh, who your local MP is and how you can contact them and give you the contact details necessary uh, one of the things that people might choose to do is copy and paste those templates into their personal email and send them off. Alternatively, they can use the infrastructure to actually send uh, an email direct to their state MP through our ACL website.
So personalize it where you can, but if you're not confident to do that, there is a template and uh, you are trying to make it as easy as possible for everyone who might be listening to a conversation like this today who's concerned about what's developing in New South Wales to be able to take action. And you'll find those links when you go to acl.org.au, acl.org.au. And with a number of uh, political challenges uh, on the horizon for this year, some elections that are coming, uh, and around this particular issue, you're encouraging volunteers to sign up too because uh, this sort of standing army that the ACL has had now, lots and lots of people who are ready to take some action in their community. Uh, what's your encouragement for people to become involved because uh, the year ahead it could be a rocky one and you'll need as much support as possible? Yeah, so pe- people can go to the website aforementioned, uh, toggle to volunteers and then join the movement. We encourage people to stand up uh, and to speak their voice. A Christian voice is very, very important in a democratic society. Uh, we have the right to representation just as everyone else does. And so if you have a concern on these issues and you want to speak up, then we will enable, we'll resource and equip you to do that through our volunteer program. Now, re- talking about the Equality Bill just before, we're actually doing a big flyer drop in Chris Minns electorate, who's the Premier of New South Wales in Cogra. And so if you're within that region, uh, sign up to become a volunteer and we'd love to see you out. That's towards the end of February and the start of March um, with a, a big Super Saturday. We're doing a flyer drop on the 2nd of March. Uh, it would be great to see you there dropping flyers about the Equality Bill, informing the local community about some of the concerning provisions that we're seeing in this legislation so that we can draw the Premier's attention to just how concerned the Christian community are and how concerned the average Australian is uh, about this bill. So uh, the ACL and, uh, you know, what people pray for this sort of stuff to happen and uh, when it's there, uh, that's the time to take advantage of opportunity. When you say you want to enable to resource and to equip believers to be able to take action in their own communities. This is what you're talking about there. And you mentioned the New South Wales conversion laws. Now, this looked like it was dead in the water, and all of a sudden it was revived again and uh, likely to be reintroduced uh, soon, perhaps as early as March. That's another one of those very serious issues that you raise. Yeah, so New South Wales conversion laws were pushed off last year to this year. Uh, and they are very concerning. Uh, the, the definition of a conversion law or a conversion practice is anything which seeks to change and suppress someone's gender identity or sexual orientation. Now, those definitions are very broad, and our concern is that they so often encompass uh, pastors' prayers, parents' counsel to their children, as well as medical professionals being able to appropriate, appropriately treat trauma and comorbidities that are so often present uh, in people who have uh, gender dysphoria as well as are confused about their sex. And so uh, what, we're, what we're seeing here is with these laws, there's a push to actually silence uh, a Christian perspective on marriage and a Christian perspective on sex uh, by outlawing them through conversion legislation. Now, I want to point uh, to an example in Victoria where this legislation has gone through in the pl- in the past. The guidelines that are given say that uh, a pastor can pray that someone is uh, created in the image of God and therefore loved exactly as they are, but they can't pray that that for that person's uh, need for repentance or about their brokenness. 
So what we're seeing is that the legislation is actually outlawing this fundamental tenet and doctrine of sin within the Christian belief. And so if you say that someone's sinful or broken or in need of repentance, you can actually be caught under this legislation, fined a lot of money, or even in some cases taken to prison, Neil. Uh, Well, this is the major concern, isn't it? And while not everyone will understand the details around conversion therapy and what that means and uh, those sorts of provisions that you so eloquently describe, what we do understand is the government trying to impinge on the church by criminalising Christians to change the way that we actually talk about uh, these issues that come to us really directly from the Bible, issues around sin and repentance, those sorts of things becoming criminalized. And so uh, if you don't speak up now, uh, it'll be the law and all sorts of things will happen. Hey, another quick one just before uh, I let you go, um, the download. Uh, that's a really great program that you've had for young people and uh, equipping and uh, getting them ready for you know being able to face those challenges that they have in their own communities. Uh, as I understand it, it was a pretty good success. Uh, how do you reflect on the download over summer? Yeah, the download was an absolutely brilliant course. We had about 70 young people all together uh, learning how to articulate their faith, really bring a Christian perspective to a number of the issues that we've covered today. So uh, if you're someone who's listening and you've heard all of the concerns that Neil and I have been talking about today, and you think, my my child really needs to be equipped and able uh, to be able to address these issues. We have this program, the download for 18 to 25 year olds to be equipped with a Christian worldview and a biblical perspective uh, so that they can go out into their spheres of influence, whether that be in university or work or in church or family, and they can adequately and appropriately articulate a biblical perspective to the cultural issues and know it really solidly as they're moving forward. Uh, Well, special honour to you, Joshua, and the good work you're doing and all the team at the Australian Christian Lobby because you've got the next generation in mind. In fact, uh, Joshua, you're the next generation that's coming up too and just fabulous to be able to hear you articulating these issues the way that you do. Joshua Rowe is ACL State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. And there's a number of things you can do, especially if you're a New South Wales resident right now, but for listeners all around Australia uh, to connect and become volunteer for your particular electorate, your particular community, uh, you'll be able to follow through some of these things at acl.org.au, ACL, the Australian Christian Lobby, acl.org.au. Joshua, thanks so much for another great update today on 2020. Thanks again for having me, Neil. Always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.